The Colorado Avalanche get back into the win column and in the process prevent the Wild from getting their first win of the season. They didn't get seven goals. I wanted those seven goals, but they got six. I'm okay with that. We just missed the, missed the extra point. That's fine. Uh, so much to talk about with this game. Some parts good, some parts sloppy. You had good offensive play. You had good defensive play. You had great goaltending. Did Alexander Georgiev win me over? He's going down that path if he makes some plays like he did tonight. A lot to get to with this one. Avalanche and Minnesota Wild. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If this was not an early season hockey game, I don't know what was. But the Avalanche do pull this thing out 6-3 to three against the Minnesota Wild and get back into the win column now 2-1-0 on the season. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day over here at Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, all right, sir. Uh, yeah, this was just a, it was a fun game. <laughs> I thought it was an entertaining game. It wasn't the the most smoothest game like on the eyes to watch, but at points it was. Um, and I thought there were, you know, the individual performances were you can pull out of here. Um, but you could tell this was just like an early season matchup where where things just were not like buttoned up and and a couple of things, you know, there's a little bit sloppiness here and there. But then you get like like some really nice plays and some good offensive possessions and good defensive uh stops and things like that so uh kind of just a, a complete mashup of a hockey game with the good and the bad yeah you're you're starting to see how this team's starting to evolve and it's starting to molt and shed some of that that old skin like you you could definitely see some room for improvement i mean you could do that all year long even in game 82 and <laughs> how they play in the stanley cup i mean there's always room for improvement but yeah it's the early part of the season you could see some things that need to be tightened up, especially the penalty kill still a little suspect. Um, but with all that penalty kill ugliness, the goalie position starting to look a lot better. Well, I mean, and, you know, this is still work in progress for me. We're obviously still early in the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought I, I do like his play. Yeah. The more, you know, it's only a couple games and in the preseason – but I just like how he positions himself. And and the yeah. one that, like, man, if he's going to make a, a series of saves like he did on that really bad Eric Johnson turnover uh, that just gave Minnesota a two-on-one, maybe even a three-on-one, um, he made just save after save. I think Minnesota got, like, three shot good shots on him. And not only did he just, like, you know – well, the first one, I think, I think it was, it was a wild play, but I think it rebounded off of him. Um, and then he just gets up and and puts himself in a really good position. Yeah. So you you can see like that the the talent and the skill that he has in playing the position because he's quick, 
you know, he, he everybody plays the butterfly now, so he he does that. But how quick he gets back into the position is really what's impressive to me. And if shots were getting past him, and even he's still not get, getting in good position, I'd be like, okay, it's just you know he'll just get into the flow of of games and 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 you know the saves will start coming. But he's doing that now, and yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the two games he's played, the only goals he's let in are. From power play goals, I don't think he's given up an even strength goal yet. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, that sounds I, about right. I'm gonna have to look. I'll I mean, look the way the power play's been, I, I oh I'm yeah, true. And and you know, the, you're mentioning like Georgiev putting himself in the right position. It's like he's snapping himself into that position. Like it's like fundamentally correct. Hmm. Like he's he's plopping himself down. Like it's like snap, 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 and even. That um that terrible turnover on the power play that almost turned into a shorthanded goal, um that Hartman he just missed the net completely almost had yeah. a goal he was still in the right positioning it's just Hartman had two hundred feet to play with and Georgiev only has that what five ten feet in that painted area to play with like he just got outmaneuvered but he's still in the right position so yeah. I don't know if this is because we had Darcy Kemper and Grubauer and so many goalies that played all over the ice. And even Frankie, he's known to swim on the frozen lake out there. Um, mm -hmm. Just a goalie that knows the right positioning is just so refreshing now. Um, definitely winning me over being a very vocal Frankie fan. Mm. So in uh, game one against Chicago, the two goals were power play goals by Chicago. In this one, uh, two out of the three were power play goals, and, and the Kaprizov okay. goal was even strength. That was the first one um, <clears throat> that was not a power play goal. So, um, you know, and I'm not saying he's part of the problem on on the power play. I think the, the whole power or on the penalty kill, I should say, um, that is definitely a, a problem for the Avalanche right now. Um, Think and this is where things kind of like went their way. There was mm -hmm. a they were going to be a, a power play for the wild, and in the process, they decided to have uh, too many men on the ice. It, it, it was a four on four, and then the abs were were given a penalty, but the play was continuing. And to get the extra man out, they they uh, they just had a brain fart on on the on the bench for the wild. I, I mean, I get it, you know, in, in the heat of the moment, but they, they an extra skater went out and instead of having five because it was a four and four, they had six. So that negated the avalanche penalty. And I breathed a sigh of relief yeah, because you just you don't have confidence right now in the avalanche penalty kill. And that's really the one thing that you can look at. We're, I know we're only three games into the season and, and the second game was a back to back, which which wasn't horrific, but. Um, or the way that they played against Calgary it wasn't the best, obviously. But right now, you're, you're if there's anything that's like bad, you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt because it's so early in the season. But the one thing that you can't just like Minnesota and their their goaltending right now, how you're like that's concerning for the Avalanche. It's the penalty kill. Yeah, like last year, I think it was every other game we were complaining about the faceoffs. Like it was a problem, a huge it's problem. Still bad. It's still bad. It, it's. But it's bad, but better. You, you, there is some so, improvement. Like it yeah. was, it was pretty close to even-ish tonight or last night. What was it so forty-five I, to fifty-five in favor of the Wild? Which is 
we can we can live with that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a it's a lot better, and they're they're winning the faceoffs when they need to. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a lot more improvement there. It looks like this year we're going to have to do something with the penalty kill, and it's not one of those as soon as Landeskog or Helm come back, this will be fixed. No, they're not really known for what they're doing on the penalty kill, so there has to be some kind of adjustment schematically um, because something's mm. not working on the penalty kill, and right now it's enough to get by, but this is not sustainable. Definitely not. Definitely not. And and it's sure maybe some of it is just, you know, early season dust. Um, but you don't want to just rely on that. You just don't want to say like, oh, it'll work itself out. Maybe yeah. to a, you know, a small percentage it might. But you're right. I think just something needs to to change there. And and uh, I don't know. I, I think it'll get better. It will get yeah. better because it's, it's such a, uh, a difference between their power play uh, which is like number one in the league, but take that for what it's worth after a couple of games and their penalty kill, which I haven't looked it up, but I'm willing to bet is 30 seconds. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you don't want that because yeah. when you have guys like Curtis McDermott taking a really dumb penalty, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just, and at a, at a key point in the game too. Yeah. You can't keep cross-checking the guy in the back. Like you can do it once, and if he doesn't fall down, you got away with it. That doesn't mean go do it again. Yeah. Um, and he kept doing it, kept doing it. And and those are the things that I just don't like from him. And it wasn't necessary. Like the, the puck was up against the boards. Fight for the puck. Yeah. Don't fight the man. And you're not even involved in a play. He was behind the play. I don't know who was involved for the avalanche, but it was him and two other guys. And McDermott just starts whacking away at the guy in his back. That's just He's right in front of you. His numbers are right in front of you. They're going to call that. And yeah, you I think have it's Cogliano in there. <clears throat> Might have been. Uh, was it? It, um, it could have been. Who knows? But you, you just got to be smarter than that. You have to be. And, and the reason we're pointing this out, it's not like we beat the wild, whoop-de-doo, let's pick the team apart. Like If you look at this team's roster and how it's comprised, this team should night in, night out be the, the example on how you – comprise a team and win games and when you see like things like the penalty kill that are so glaring as a as a problem this is something that needs to be adjusted you're not you're not just drinking the kool-aid out of the stanley cup and saying oh we we could beat anybody no this is something we have to work on and another thing that's really starting to get me a little bit i really saw it jumping out off the screen in the third period um our positioning there is a lot of sticks just flailing about that on a bad night with a bad ref, the penalties will start racking up and that penalty kill is going to have to be out there even more. So if you get that positioning right, where you're not just swiping at everything that's out there, you have to get your positioning right. I understand you're fatigued, but the more the season goes on, the tighter those calls get. And that's something that also needs to be cleaned up. Broncos lost in overtime, by the way. So, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, hear from Bill Barr, and then we'll kind of get into specifics and uh, guys that we thought had good games. Obviously, we have a sound check to get to and our uh, top players of the game. But first, Bill Barr, we talk about it all the time. You know, you love it. Right now, Bill.com has a – it's a giveaway. It's a free Halloween bag 
with any purchase over $65. It's not like you have to buy one specific flavor or anything like that or one specific type of built bar. If your order adds up to $65, they will send you this really neat little free Halloween bag. Who doesn't? I mean, uh, you mean I'm still going trick or treating? I, mean, I, kid, I should gonna, say, yeah. My kids are going to do the trick or treating for me. Is is how it works when you get to be my yep. age. Yeah. And with that built bar bag, I can spread the good news. Loaded up. Built bar door Load to door. They also have a brand new puff flavor. It's the pumpkin pie puff. I mean, Kyle's in in all his seven right now. That actually comes with white chocolate instead of the mm-hmm. typical dark chocolate. So they have that for the holiday season. They also have a toffee almond flavor. And there was one other one that you threw out when we were talking about There's a pina colada puff. There is a pina colada. So if you want the summer to hang around a little bit longer, go get the pina colada puff. Why not? We just named off three flavors. There's your $65 order and your holiday bag, your Halloween bag. Boom. You're welcome. Done. Done. So go to built.com right now. Most built bars and built, built bar puffs contain only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. It's all the good stuff that you need. Go to built.com. Use that promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is locked on one five for 15% off at built.com. All right, let's get into some of the stats and player specifics. Uh, we'll start with the scoring and it was opened up by Ben Myers with a really nice tip in goal. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it got, uh, I don't want to say it was re- reviewed, but I think, uh, some wild players were throwing their hands up in the air and it was pretty close that it was a high sticking, but it, it, it was one of those. It's like, no, that that's we're we're not really going to overturn that. So when you saw yeah. the first couple of, uh, replays, you were pretty confident it was going to be upheld and it was. So he had the first goal of the game and then, uh, followed up pretty quickly by, Kaprizov, and he's one of those guys, man, that it's like you can't talk enough about how good he is. He's he's honestly like one of those guys when he is out on the ice, like you, you you hope you can just get through the shift and he doesn't do a lot of damage to you. He's scary, scary good. And he, yeah. like I said, he's just one of those guys that you can – oh, we have him on our team. Cam McCarr, Nathan McKinnon. There's, you know, the other teams in the league and the other podcast hosts that locked on NHL – or probably whenever they go up against the Avalanche, talking and just waxing poetic about Makar and and Rantanen and uh, McKinnon, and that's us with Kirill Kaprizov. Yep, guy, guy is so so good, and he's fun to watch. Yeah, it's 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 that same caliber of player like Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid, like that one player that you can that everybody talks about. If you have no passing knowledge of the rest of the roster, you know them, and the team is built around them. And that's the same with Krill the Thrill. He is incredible, so even good. though he's wearing the worst sweater on earth. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's somebody you have to respect, and it's it's he's only going to get better. So you're enjoying the fact that you did get to hang six on the wild, even though Krill got two. Mm. Yeah, he's just insanely good. Uh, and I'm not breaking any news there, but um, <laughs> he's awesome. Sammy G gets on the board uh, with with a nice goal from him. Um, and then, you know, kind of going down the line, you had uh, Joel Erickson Eck, Miko Rantanen, and then Josh Manson with a really nifty goal. Uh, it was kind of like Jack Johnson-esque. Not that yeah. it was a breakaway or anything like that, but 
he kind of like weaved his way. He was down more towards like the goal line extended um, and just made a pretty move to center yeah. or to slot, I should say, and a sweet backhand for like, where did that come from, man? That was, that was one pretty. of those I literally like fist bumping in the air, like <laughs> screaming out loud. Like that was a good goal. And from somebody I've been really enjoying his play, like he's he's really making a good case. Yeah. Uh, Kaprizov with another one. And then you had Nathan McKinnon and Nachuskin with uh, technically the shorthanded goal because the uh, goalie was pulled and they were on a power play when that happened. So uh, it kind of rounds out the scoring. The Miko Rantanen one was a little fluky and if that doesn't sum up what's going on for the minnesota wild in their goalie situation right now i don't know what does it was a four on four and mckinnon just dumps the puck into the zone um and it just it, it doesn't go to the side of the goalie goes right to him and there wasn't any it wasn't it wasn't a a, a hard shot from like center ice it was a dump in and the puck just literally just bounces off of him and Miko Marantanen is right there to pick it up. Minnesota has, has got some issues going on in goal. And again, it's another thing where it's like, okay, it's early in the season. Should the, you should be able to correct this stuff. But man, when something like that happens, if you're a, a wild fan, you just have to throw your hands up and say like, you know, I always go back to the Truman show. How does it end? It, yeah. it was not good. Yeah. And the thing with, with Miko getting another tally like that's five points already. Like he's, uh, what my favorite thing to do early in the year is mm. he's on pace for two hundred and five points this yeah. year. <laughs> like it's, but Miko's having a another quietly consistent start to the year. Yep. So with the absence of Landeskog, like this is what you want to see. So Miko getting that tally as fluky as it is, as Minnesota Wildy, go ahead and trademark that as it is. Um. <laughs> you love to see him just keep it going. And especially you're looking forward to what he could do in Winnipeg and the back-to-back. If he can keep this going while Landy's out, I think we're, we have just a, an extra little weapon in the pocket. Yeah. The, uh, the I thought the Sammy G goal was huge Yeah, because the abs were, were really getting outworked. Yeah. Not out hustled, just outworked on, on the wild offensive end. And Minnesota was really turning up the heat. They were, they were, they just had the avalanche kind of on their heels and chasing a little bit. And that's just the flukiness of hockey. The abs finally get the puck out of the zone. And then it was, you know, a little bit of back and forth, not too much, but, but Sam just, Gerard just threw it kind of on net. Just, I'm just going to yep. throw this on net, see what happens. And it got through another goal by uh, a, a wild ineptitude in goal right now so yeah when 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 that's happening when when a team is struggling like that and you have any opportunity just throw it on net yeah because you have no idea of what's going to happen and and that's two goals that they gave up that were completely preventable and the avalanche benefited from it so that i thought that was a huge goal because minnesota was really starting to turn up the, the heat in that first and that's the same philosophy minnesota used when nothing's working just throw it on net and that's when they hit one off a taser and it went in so yeah. i mean something will happen yeah um and then the mckinnon goal uh that was off of a mccarr kind of wrist shot from like right inside the blue line and uh tipped by mckinnon 
that was right after uh Goudreau because was it was that one let me see the uh was the McKinnon one that was on a power play the Nathan McKinnon one Mm -hmm. and the wild had a breakaway uh Goudreau had a really nice nice move and he kind of just he got his body positioning. He once he got past Georgiev, who kind of came out to try to like knock the the puck away, he got it past him and got it past the defender who I can't re- I don't remember who I mean I, I can't remember who it was. I haven't seen the play just because we're recording this right after the fact. But um, got past the defender and Georgiev, and his body was kind of behind the net, and he's just reaching back to try to like flick it in, and the puck just rolls yeah. just past his puck or past his stick. That was, you know, as, as good a goal as you could get without getting one. And then what happens is Avalanche go right back and McCarr flicks the puck towards the net and McKinnon knocks it in. So it literally went from the Wild having a goal just inches away to the Avalanche getting a power play goal. Another big goal for them. Yeah, and that's why we why we're so nitpicky when it comes to like the penalty kill because – if you do everything consistently and at least at a passing grade, as, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, you could capitalize when other teams make mistakes. And that's the that's the example. That's the that's exactly what you want. If teams are trying over and above their skill level and they make a mistake and you're doing exactly what you're capable of, you're going to make them pay every time. And then you don't have to try so hard. Well, that's always nice. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Uh, yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to bring up was um, the the Logan O'Connor penalty. I thought was just completely bogus. Yeah. Um, why, why? You know, the, the the Minnesota Wild bench holds his stick, and you know he's trying to get it back. So he kind of you know gives a nice shove to whoever it was that was was holding it, and he gets called. They they got a bench miner for it. Uh, but O'Connor also got the penalty for roughing. I'm sorry, but if if guys on the bench are messing with the guys on the ice, there's I'm not saying you know it, it just gives the people on the ice free reign to do whatever they want to the people on the bench and just knock them out. This isn't slap shot here, um, but there's got to be some leeway there. Like they they messed with the guy on the ice. That is inexcusable to me. So to the fact that they they gave they went to a commercial. They called the penalty and they went to commercial. I'm like, good that they called it. And then when they came back from commercial, they got Logan O'Connor in the penalty box. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I just, I didn't. I, that to me is just such bush league nonsense when a bench wants to get involved in the game and do that crap and and hold someone's stick. And then when that guy retaliates, and it wasn't like O'Connor did anything insanely egregious he's annoyed i'd be annoyed too i shouldn't have to worry about the bench when i'm on the ice and and to give him a penalty that i thought i thought was was a little ridiculous especially with how the refs were very picky on what they wanted to call even though there were a good amount of penalties and power plays on both sides i think both teams were total yeah i think 50 percent both sides on the power play yeah um yeah, there was a there was a roughing that should have been called when Manson was thrown to the ice, and they just kind of let that go. And then a lot of after the whistle activity that was not called or intervened, and that they mm-hmm. would call that. So I was, it, it's really 
sitting on the front of my mind that I forgot the referees play a big part in the season, and we have yeah. to keep our eye out for that. They can. So, uh, yeah, but overall, I, this is a, is a good win for the Avs because, yeah. like I said, it's, it's a division game. But um, I don't know. I I, I liked it. I, I thought this was a, was a fun game to watch. And, and sometimes you need a little, like, wackiness in, in a hockey. Not everything is going to go smoothly and and go you know pristine and and everything is is going to be like what we're used to in Colorado Avalanche hockey. You're going to get that. You're going to get a lot of that. But every once in a while, you want like these like grind them out, a little bit sloppy games. I'm, I'm okay with those kind of games. And it was made just a little bit sweeter with Arizona winning against Toronto, and Minnesota mm-hmm. is the only team in the Central who has not tallied a win. They're the, they're the last ones left. They're, really? Because oh, Arizona, in the central. yes, in the central. <clears throat> okay. Wow. And, and we were talking about the dumpster fire, the race for the bottom, the tank for Bedard between Arizona and Chicago, <laughs> and Minnesota saying, is doing it without even trying. Are you saying Minnesota should throw in the towel and, and tank for Bedard right now? Yeah. <clears throat> Get a head start. Don't see that happening, but hey. Um, All right, let's get to our sound check and our players of the game. If you are new to Locked On Avalanche, uh, our Locked On Avalanche sound check is uh, after every game, win or lose, Kyle and I will select songs we best feel describe the most recent game. And then those songs get added to a playlist over on Spotify. So just search for it, LOA sound check. This is volume number two. Uh, Volume one was last year. You can still follow that one, of course. Uh, But volume two is out and available right now on Spotify. So go follow that. What do you got for this one, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? Avalanche versus Wild, 6-3 to three victory for the Colorado Avalanche. I guess from in this sound check, you can call me Petty Von Doom. Okay. Just winning a Stanley Cup does not make me hate the Wild less. Um, my sound check for tonight after this wonderful win, let's go crazy from Prince. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, I mean that—that's one you can usually save for, yeah, like uh, championship or party time or something like that. A win uh, in Minnesota, it just fits because it's about it's equal. Prince. It's about equal footing. Uh, Prince Stanley Cup victory, third game of the season win over Minnesota. They're they're interchangeable. I mean, that's they're, right. They're, they're technically the same thing from from what I hear. We uh, we beat them in the home of Ben Myers. <laughs> where Ben Myers yeah. became famous. Who also gonna, got a goal, like we said. We're going to take your rock icon mm. as our sound check. Um, such a good song, such a good album. And oh, if you yeah. want a good cover version of Let's Go Crazy, Incubus. Incubus no way. Is a I didn't know they covered that. A fantastic Ooh. cover version of it. So uh, go check that out. For me, I'm going to go uh, with Gogo Bordello, the Gypsy Punks themselves. Uh, and the song is Forces of Victory. So I, I just kind of felt like there, there's a lot of forces at play in this game. And like I said, that whole like mashup, just that this yeah. game had everything. Yeah. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the sloppy, uh, some, some, like I said, good defensive play. That one play that we were talking about that Minnesota didn't score on on the shorthanded goal, pretty play there. And then the Avalanche come right back and score and grabbing the stick on the bench and just – is literally had so much in this game that you you can just say like that was good followed up by something bad uh, a lot of forces at play here so uh Gogo Bordello forces of victory 
to this day, if if I don't know if they're touring, if Gogo Bordello comes to your town, appointment concert, wow. you that it is one of the best shows you will ever see in your life. If you just want a little bit of a taste, obviously you can go to YouTube and bring up some live stuff. But in person, uh, incredible, incredible performances that they put on. Wow. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, check them out. Uh, all right, and as far as players of the game go, uh, we'll throw out our, our top three. We'll throw out our top two, and then we'll uh, discuss our number one. So who you got for three and two? I have Nuke um, tallying three points on the night, yeah. um, continuing to keep going. That's my number three. My number two, Sammy G. Good to mm. see you back, my friend. Yeah. Um, Former official player of Locked On Avalanche, Sammy G. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so who was your number three? It was was uh, Nachushkin? Yep. It was Nachushkin, number three, Sammy G, yeah. number two. Um, I will go when you know what? Uh, man, like, see, I mean, you could throw Nathan McKinnon here all the time with, with this. It seems like he's just going to be a nightmare for teams this year. Uh, three more points for him, a goal and two assists. Uh, but I'm going to leave him off here just because it's it's sometimes a little bit too easy just to put him on here. <laughs> so I'll leave him off for now, but I have to give him uh, – I just got to throw that out there. Maybe he's like the – the uh, I don't know, like the number four, if you want to put on, – hmm. honorable mention, if you want to put him out there. But he easily could have been the best player, you know, the, yeah. the number one. Um, but I'm going to put Bo Byram at number three because I thought he, – he's not on the stat sheet um, as far as no goals, no assists. But, um, you know, over 20 minutes of ice time. Um, but I just thought he he was everywhere. He he had a couple really good opportunities to score a goal. Um, rub uh, Kaprizov right off the puck. And yeah. Kaprizov was, was coming in hot uh, on the left-hand side. Byram stuck with him, kind of rode him up against the boards, took the puck away from him. So uh, I thought Byram just had a really good sound game. And this is one of those things where it's like it's not on the stat sheet, but I thought he played a great game. I agree. He'd be my, my number three. Um, and then, you know what? I'll stay with the defense for number two, Josh Manson. Yeah. Had, had a goal um, and played fantastic defense all night long. So even, you know, if he didn't have a goal, I probably still would have put him at number two and I would have had – my number three and number two uh, with zero points, but just what they did like non stat sheet stuff. I thought they played fantastic games. So those, those would be my uh, three and, and two. And I have a feeling our number one would be the same, but go for it. Alexander Yorgiev. Yeah, it's gotta be. Alexander Yorgiev. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yep. He, yep. he, he was great. And we talked about the, um, you know, like, we we when they got him and I was kind of a little bit upset. I'm like I I wanted a guy who can bail out the abs sometimes, and this was one game, but he he did it on a couple plays. We talked about the Eric Johnson one in, in particular. So uh, yeah, I thought he was impressive. And even, even though three goals you give up, you're like yeah maybe that's not so good. But no, like they were power play two power play goals, and you're playing against an offensive team, so it's going to be tough to shut them completely down. He faced 39 shots, a desperate, yeah. uh, wild, angry, primal team. Wild, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, like, you face 39 shots, only let three by you. You know the offense is going to bail you out. 
but the whole team got to see your performance. And now they have this confidence in you and you have this confidence in them. And this is what you build on going forward into a back-to-back this weekend and next weekend. This is the kind of confidence in the moments that you build and you start trusting your brand new goalie. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was a good performance that you can, like you said, you build off of it. So, um, and and I thought the third line looked looked pretty good tonight too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought JT Confer, who had an assist, um, I thought he played a very sound game. I did. Came I came close I liked, to a couple goals. He, they came close. Uh, Rodriguez had mm-hmm. some. Let's see, he had five shots on goal. Evan Rodriguez, and you know, so he's getting some looks. What did uh, Confer? Yeah, a couple shots on goal. Um, and Cogliano. You know, he had an assist as well, and he's always just a solid player as well. I, I really liked the third line. Yeah, I thought the third line had a really good game. So, uh, you know, from from top to bottom, again, it was just all over the place. But you can really pick out some really good things that the Avs did in this game to work on, and that's what you want to yep. do at this stage in the game. Like, yep. it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's going to it's going to have some bumps in the road, but the good things that you you can pick out of it, you run with those. Goaltending is definitely one of them. I'm talking about the third line right now. That's definitely one of them. They, I think, thought they had a really good game. And you just keep building on this stuff. And then before you know it, everybody's in sync. And, and the way JT Comfort was playing, I feel like he's going to get a goal probably in the Winnipeg game, at least the Seattle yeah. game, because he was c- slapping that stick on the ice, calling for a pass because he feels it. He's right there. Like he's got that confidence and that energy. Like I feel he's about to hit a breakthrough. Yeah, he was good. I thought he played real well. Which is good because, like in, in the Calgary game, I just he was kind of non-existent. So both uh, Chicago and Calgary. Do you have anything in the Calgary or in the uh, Chicago game? I don't think he had any. Yeah. So um, whatever. Turn it around. It was good. So um, all right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Like we said, the Avs off uh, today, technically, and um, Wednesday at home back home friendly confines of ball arena against the winnipeg jets uh who i guess have more wins than the minnesota wild right now yeah i think they're sitting technically in third in the central it's all goofy don't look at the standings no it's it's nuts right now so whatever um but all right that's gonna wrap it up thank you everybody for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day obviously that is always appreciated and follow us on all of our uh, social media outlets We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!